Hello, I want to welcome you to the Heights Baptist Podcast. Our mission here at Heights is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. And so our purpose of our podcast is to come alongside of you and help you take your next step of faith, no matter what that is. Here at the podcast, we talk about issues of theology and uh, culture and day-to-day life and how those all go together. And so uh, today's episode is a special episode because usually Matt Hogan is here with me, but today Matt is behind the computer screen working all of the audio and engineer for us. And so uh, I've got Pastor Jonathan, our student pastor and a pastor of outreach, Jackie Marcel, our minister to children. And today we're talking about uh, living for Christ on campus. School has started back. Teachers are back. Kids are back. Parents are, you know, cheerfully sending their kids <laughs> off every day still. And, but how, how can we as parents help our kids live for Christ on campus? How can we as teachers and students as well, you know, be the hands and feet of Christ where we are. And so thanks for joining us. I think this yeah. will be a good conversation because we're coming at it from a few different angles and yep. we'll, we'll get into that in a second. And so, uh, Jonathan, why don't you give us a little background where you grew up, kind of what school was like for you and, sure. and uh, get us started. All right. Well, I grew up in a, a mid-sized town about the size of Alvin uh, in West Texas. Um, but definitely not a suburb of Houston. School district was significantly smaller. Uh, my graduating class for, uh, just point of reference was under 250 people. (laughs) Um, and when I'm telling high school students in Alvin about a class of 250, they don't believe that's possible. (laughs) And, uh, it was a good school. I knew the names of uh, most everybody I graduated with. Sure. And uh, while I was there, I was involved in uh, my student ministry. Okay. Um, I was involved in football and powerlifting uh, early in high school. And then I hurt my leg and just went straight band nerd. Okay. And I uh, played the tuba for all four <laughs> years of high school. Why do you um, laugh when he says played the tuba? It's not that funny. It's an image. It's, it's an funny. image. I'm sorry. I used to pick up weights and then I pick up the tuba. Pick up all the right. Tuba, the sorry. Of the yes. So, uh, played the tuba and really, really enjoyed that. And there was this, uh, this culture in our school where there weren't a lot of Christian clubs or anything like that. Uh, but the different student ministries from around town, from the different gospel centered churches, Mm -hmm. uh, in big spring, all kind of had their own little pockets. And so if you were, um, at a, at a football game in the stadium, or if you were, uh, at lunch in the cafeteria, you would kind of see these different groups of really youth ministries that were gathering together. Yeah. Um, and it was something that, that really helped me in my faith along the way. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It was cool. great. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Jackie, any musical instruments? No, musical no tuba. instruments. No, no tuba. tubas here. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I did, I did try the piano at some point, okay. but that didn't stick. But, Notice yeah, how he didn't it. laugh at you when you said the piano. No, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But he said tuba. Tuba, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I grew up in Houston, South Houston, so elementary school um, off Telephone Road. Okay. Um, junior high, moved over to um, a magnet school off Allen Parkway downtown. Okay. So that was... Um, a kind of a culture change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in high school, my parents decided to relocate to this little 
bitty town called Alvin <laughs> yeah. that uh, it was kind of hard for me and my brother to uh, wrap our head around that we're going from Houston downtown for me specifically um, to this this field of cows. I mean, that's all I can imagine. I know that Nolan Ryan lived here, so that was the only thing that I was holding on to. I don't know. But And when we went into McDonald's, they were playing like country music So with the, and Monterey's, Monterey House, because that's what it was called back then. Uh, so it was a huge uh, change. A little change, sure, yes. sure. So it was in the little. Yeah. Um, so I received Christ when I was younger, okay. but walking through those different schools, um, I was not, it, they were a lot bigger than what Jonathan was uh, speaking of. Yeah. Uh, did have my um, group of friends, but they were not uh, Christians. Um, so when I, when I got to Alvin, um, still Christian and trying to walk the walk, but yeah. a little bit harder because I was not connected. We did go to church, but we weren't, um, we weren't connected. So mm -hmm. I was never a part of a, a youth group or anything like that. So um, the desire was there, but uh, the opportunity, I did not see the opportunity. So, but I do think back then when I went to high school, there was um, Christian clubs and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but the, it was nothing that, um, that I found myself uh, yeah. falling into. And I was not in bands, but I was in cheer and gymnastics and all of that stuff. So I did have my groupings right, right. and I did um, do that, but it wasn't with a Christian organization. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I have no musical abilities. We'll just clear that <laughs> right off the table. So stand near me on Sunday morning. And I, I struggle to clap on rhythm. I just clap really at random times whenever I want to, you know, nice. um, but growing up. So I grew up public school, kind of same, same as you guys all the way through, um, grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, which obviously is a major city. So my grade graduating class, I think was a couple thousand, like 2000 or something wow. like that. Yeah. So, so going back to reunions, I have no interest in high school reunions. Cause it's like, I know half of you people back then, <laughs> like, why am I going yeah. back 25 later, you know, years later and be like, you know, who are you now? So, nice. um, but saved at 14, very active in church, very active in youth group. Our youth group was like four people, like the youth group. So, nice. you know, middle school, high school, we had four. Um, no, not really involved in Christian clubs on campus. I know we had like fellowship Christian athletes, but I don't think we had anything else really there. I played sports a lot. Um, I would not have considered myself looking back now intentionally living for Christ on campus, you know, so I was a Christian, did the church thing, but probably divorced that from school mm -hmm. and friendship. So kind of that Monday through Saturday. Yeah, I was, but not really intentionally living, check the church box on Sunday, you know? And so what, I mean, what about you guys, as far as your high school, middle school years, would you kind of similar story or were you, Hey man, I'm going to go set the world on fire for Christ <laughs> at this point. I mean, kind of what, where, where are you guys on that? I don't think it really uh, crossed my mind to really share okay. Christ when I was in that atmosphere. Um, not until I got to high school, I guess it was more, um, I did, um, become friends with, with a girl that was on fire for Christ and we would go to church every once in a while, but mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't like a mission. It was just like, Hey, I kind of fell into this and okay. it's cool, you know? Um, but now being a parent and seeing the, you know, the benefit of it and yeah. to, you know, I do what the commission says. It's very intentional now versus what it was back what then for me. Up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
So a little bit different. I was um, very on fire for Christ through okay. uh, junior high and high school. And I was kind of, uh, you know, on again, off again, if you will. Um, there were days that I was really on fire and telling people about Christ and inviting people to church. Um, I was able to lead a couple of my best friends to Christ mm -hmm. um, while I was in high school. Okay, wow. And um, so there were there were days like that, and then there were other days where it was just not on my mind, sure. not on the, you yeah. know, just kind of... But probably in more intentionality than myself and what sounds like with Jackie. I mean, as far as like, yes. you know, now, but let, let's kind of think about it this way too. Because I'm getting to us as parents, and we're going to talk yeah. a little bit more about that in a second. My parents were more like, let's go to church. Mm -hmm. But then we didn't talk a lot about it in the home right? on, a, on an ongoing basis. Kind of quickly, what, what was your, was it more talk about it a lot at home or? No, it was no? Um, go to church on Sunday and okay. then go home. Okay. I mean, you know, we prayed, of course, sure, sure, and, yeah. but it wasn't an intentional, like, intentional mission uh, right. to share. Yeah. Uh, yes. Always do right. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, live by, yeah. um, but not share that. Okay. So. Okay. And then, and then mine, you know, my dad <laughs> being a, a pastor, right. our, our home was saturated mm. with the church and yeah. with all things Christ. Right, right. And it was a big deal to our family to be gospel-centered and to have that that biblical worldview okay. um, that impacted really everything that we encountered. And so there were days that were good, like I said, and then sure. days not yeah. so good. Yeah. But definitely a, a different culture than what y'all were talking about. Right. Um, just because my parents really were trying to be very intentional about uh, the direction that we yeah. needed to go. Okay. So let, let's kind of talk about that intentionality now then as parents. Yeah. Because I think that is important because that, you know, my, my upbringing, good, solid, right. great parents, Christian parents, you know, but not really probably as intentional as here's how you share or, right. or here's how you handle that situation that way. Um, but now I think that has influenced me as a parent on how to maybe do some things differently, you know, with, with my son. Yeah. Um, and so you've got four and ranging <laughs> from elementary to, you know, sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. So uh, one elementary, two junior high, one high school. Right. Say that correctly. Yes. Yep. You have a two-year-old. Two-year-old. <laughs> yes. Which isn't going to be long That's before right. she's right there as well. That's right. You know, so from a, a worldview perspective... We want to help our kids have a Christian worldview. Yes. And so, Jonathan, I know you guys in the student ministry just talked about this recently. What's the, just very simply, what's a worldview? Yeah. So, simply put, a worldview is the, the lens that you view culture and the world around you. Okay. Um, it influences your, your perspectives on uh, things like morality. Um, and it, it's the, the basis or the grounds for how you. Um, answer life's questions. Yeah. Why are we here? What, what's our purpose? Why is there bad stuff that happens? And things like that. So there are a bunch of cultural worldviews that are constantly sending messages um, to, our, to our kids and to our students. Um, but when it comes to a biblical worldview, that's where um, we believe that, that God has given us his word uh, that pertains to really everything about life mm -hmm. and, and godliness. Um, so the biblical worldview 
um, is where we get our sense of morality. It's where we answer life's difficult questions. Yeah. And um, it's it's the foundation for the, the Christian faith. Okay. All right, good. All right, so Jackie, I'm going to come to you as a parent, okay. and then you and I are going to answer this one, and then Jonathan, I'm going to come back to you with a, yeah. a student question. For sure. <laughs> you know? But thinking of the worldview, all right, so we want to we want to help you know, others and, and we ourselves want to see the, the world through the lens of Christ mm-hmm. and scripture. Mm-hmm. So as a parent, um, and I know you've got various levels again, from elementary to high school, mm-hmm. um, how are you helping your kids in school navigate social issues um, through the lens of, of Christ? Like what are some things you and you and Kenny do, or just what some practical helps we could give folks? Okay. Um, as from thinking through all of this from my fourth grader to my 10th grader, um, I, I would have to say it started when they were little. Mm-hmm. I mean, before they even got into school, yeah. because we were very uh, <clears throat> intentional about being at church, making sure that they uh, went to their life groups, they enjoyed um, coming to church and worshiping and all of that. Um, so laying that principal foundation okay. of truth yeah. um, for them. Um, and, and it was so, like Jonathan was saying, they were so saturated in it that they didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. So uh, when they started getting into school, um, just basically equipping them that they can share, okay. uh, you know, and being a model for that, right? So uh, usually when you have your kiddos around you 24-7, which I was a stay-at-home mom for a long time, um, they saw what I did. So mm-hmm. if they went out and they saw somebody, they invited them to our life group. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, to our play group, actually. And uh, and in that, we were able to share Christ. So then um, as doing that, when they were uh, little and then getting into school, they did that. It was just normal to them right. that when they ha- got their friends, we have this uh, event going on at church, come, come watch, uh, come over and hang out with us or Sunday morning or any of that. So mm-hmm. that's one way that we did it, that it was almost it's just embedded in their foundation right. and that's how sh- they share. Um, and then also, um, being very intentional on, um, each one of my kids have their testimony, right? So, um, being able to like share that within our, our home setting, mm-hmm. but then it makes it easier as we do that often that they can share it, um, in the school setting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think it uh, just making it very natural for them, mm-hmm. and it, it just comes naturally when they're in their school environment as well. Okay. So yeah, 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 and I think that's good because we've tried to create an environment in our home for our 16-year-old, and it just growing up is no questions off the table. So I mean, as far as whatever question he has, whatever he's you know seeing, hearing, uh, because right now we we virtual co-op homeschool with him. Um, but we have done public school with, with David, you know, elementary, junior high for a while. Um, but we've just found this works a little better for him right now where he is in high school. Uh, but through those times, it was, you know, asking some questions about friends. Hey, how's this? What's going on with this guy? Or, and, but then allowing him the freedom to ask questions. And for us as parents, not to be like, <gasps> you know, or no, we're not talking about that in this house or, you know, I mean, because our kids are seeing some stuff in schools that we didn't really have to grow up with as much, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, homosexuality, transgenderism, drugs, alcohol, all that stuff was there, but it wasn't, I think, as prevalent now mm-hmm. as it is today. You know, I mean, just even stopping and thinking about currently, 
in a class, a, a kid switching pronouns and, a, you know, okay, you're going to call me by this preferred pronoun, you know, like that wasn't our background. Mm-hmm. Right. That's our kid's life now. And, you know, so we've tried to create that environment. I encourage parents to do that, to say, ask us, there's no question off the table and we're not going to get mad at you for asking. We're not going to get mad at you for having this conversation. Like, to, so I, I think as Christian parents, we need to be open to having those conversations with them because that's, that's what they're thinking. That's mm-hmm. their world. And that's a way for us to enter into their world and help them encourage them in their faith. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't have all the answers, like, okay, well, let's talk through this. <laughs> you know, let's talk through it some more, you know. Um, but have you guys in, in your house, Jackie, like, is, have you found those conversations just come up kind of naturally or, you know? Um, for, the, for the older ones, yes. Okay. Um, I think just like with me, when things come up, uh, not just to like have it, have the conversation go into my head, like, oh, that was so cool how that worked out. Right. Um, but to verbalize it with all of the, I mean, okay. usually we're in the car because we, yeah. we're in the car rider line for like two hours. But <laughs> we're not talking about that. But um, Good chance to some, pray for other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but when things like that come up, talk it through with them yeah. and be like, uh, tell them, um, you know, this isn't coincidence. This is God's hand in this and that's how right. it works. And then um, I, another thing that I've learned with my older one is, like you said, not to freak out right. when they ask you a really um, hard question, but just to let them talk and let them kind of give you a feel on what perspective they're um, coming from. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we talk about modeling, right? So our kids model us. And when they're younger, they don't know why they model us. So when they grow older, you start giving them the why to mm-hmm. the what you've been doing. Yeah. So yeah, just leaving that open for them to sure. communicate. Yeah. 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 So Jonathan, as far as student ministry goes, yeah. um, I'm going to ask this kind of in two parts, as far as what you're seeing for parents, so we're going to kind of still stay on the parents helping their kids live for Christ on campus. What are you seeing parents do well? And where are you seeing parents maybe missing it with their kids in helping them live for Christ where they are? Okay. So, and I know we didn't prep that question yeah. at all. I'm just coming up with it off the top of my yeah. head. So. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so you said you'd give me hard questions. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm stalling to give you time to think. No, but yeah. But I mean, just kind of where, where do you see, and not just yeah. not particular here at Heights. I mean, okay. like, you know, so for our audience, we're not, you know, we're not singling anybody out, but yes. I mean, just kind of in a general sense, what are you hearing? What are you seeing as a, as a youth pastor from other youth pastors? I mean, yeah. just kind of what's a general, what are parents doing well here and, and where are we missing it? So. So I, I think a lot of times when you have a, a biblical foundation in your home, mm-hmm. um, there is discipleship that's happening and, and you are pointing your, your children and your youth um, in the direction that scripture would want them to go. So if that is something that is going on in your family, that is that's something you're doing well. Right. Um, having a, a, a strong priority for God's people yeah. um, is, is another one. I know that um, we, have, we have families in our church that, you know, rain or hurricane or whatever, they're going to show up even sure. if no one else did. Yeah. And um, so really, really a lot of parents these days are making um, some decent priorities and genuinely wanting 
their children to, to be all in with their faith. Um, and so I, I think that there's not an across the board easy answer to, to what are they doing well mm-hmm. and what are they not doing well because it's the it's kind of the same the same coin mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times in our culture um, what parents are doing poorly is the priorities um, we model um, as parents we tend to model. Um, what is valuable by the way we spend our time, sure. the, the way we spend our money. Yeah. And um, it's, it's not really a big surprise in some families when a priority is um, established that the most important thing is academics or the most important yeah. thing is money or the most important thing is having your, your, your weekend where you can go, um, go on your, your weekend trips every weekend right. or, or what have you, those priorities are going to shape the worldview that your student and your children have. Yeah. Um, and so when they, when they grow up into young men and women, they're going to have a priority of time that was instilled to them by their parents. They're yeah. going to have a priority of money that was instilled to them by their parents. And they're going to have a priority of the weekend that was instilled to them by their parents. Not, not exclusively, but, right. but largely. Yeah. Um, so I would say, what are you doing well? Um, and what are you uh, doing poorly all depends on on really what is priority right um, in your life and in your family yeah no that's good and i I think before we we turn here to students in a second um, I think as parents to encourage all of us and those listening as parents no matter where what stage you're in because you know you're again you're vast and so <laughs> you have to age appropriate those conversations down from elementary to high school you know um but my concern, and, and as a parent, what we've tried to intentionally do is not just say, here's right, wrong, what you want to say, like, here's biblically right, here's biblically wrong. We've, we've kind of, I, I think over time, and it, we were probably raised a little bit this way, here's right, here's wrong, now run away, go, go back to doing what you were doing. You know? yeah. Whereas now it's kind of, we need to go, here's right, here's wrong, and here's why right is right, and here's why wrong is wrong. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, because it's not so much just stop, don't watch, don't, you know. Right. It needs to be here's why. Here's the why. You know, and yeah. so that that's kind of where I'm at is trying to teach our students to critically think through these issues. Right. Because, again, culturally, these issues are changing fast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Faster than any of us thought they would. And so if we're only telling them right wrong but not helping them to engage critically thinking through that biblically in that worldview. Right. Then we've not really equipped them then when they're on their own they're not thinking for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're piggybacking off our faith as parents. Right. You know, and, there's and no stability there. There's no stability because yeah. the stability's gone. I went off to college and I'm away from mom right. and dad who usually tell me what's right and wrong in this situation, you know? Yeah. And so that's where I kind of think I want to encourage our parents again, in those conversations, having the conversations, being open to them, driving back to the Bible. Um, but just, and I think you said it well, Jackie, it's just, it's kind of just through life, you know, as it comes up, I mean, you know, we don't intentionally set our 16 year old down and like, okay, it's Monday night at eight o'clock and 
Let, let's talk about have. this today. <laughs> I mean, time. here's today's yes. topic. No drugs, and here's why. I mean, you know, like, you know, like, yes. we don't have charts and graphs prepared. I mean, like, but it's as life is happening, as we're listening, he's bringing things up, we're asking questions, you know, it's yeah. that kind of ongoing dialogue, I think is what you were referring to mm -hmm. earlier. So we're good. So let, let's shift from parents and kind of talk to students real quick. So for any of our okay. students uh, listening, you know, how they can live for Christ on campus. Cause you know, as I share my background, I missed it. I, I didn't as a, you know, and, and I, I, I wear that with a little bit of shame that I had some kid, friends that knew I was Christian, but I certainly didn't model and live that right, you know, right. all those years ago. So I would love to go back and redo that. But uh, what do you, I'm going to start with the student pastor. Yes. What, what, what can some of our, you know, yes. junior hires, high schoolers, they do, they do well. So I think that, that one of our strategies uh, as a student ministry is to try to help students view where they are, their cultural context as a mission field. Mm -hmm. um, they are going to be surrounded by people that have different views and different perspectives than them. And uh, the, the big thing about the, the Great Commission is uh, it's, it's not something that's given an age requirement on. It's, good. Um, it's, it's not like when you turn 18 and you're a legal American adult, <laughs> right. then now go now make go disciples. Be it. yeah. It's no, no, like, like, as disciples of Christ, we want to go and make disciples and we want to show the love of Christ. We want to, to, to share Christ, to see lives change, to baptize people. Um, and that's, that's really something that um, the, the big picture goal of what we want to see as a church and as a student ministry is the lost being found, sure. right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the culture changing um, because of the gospel that's impacting it. Right. Um, so we've had students that have done this well on a variety of different levels over the years. Um, we've had some that were homeschooled and we've mm -hmm. had some that were public schooled that have done it really well. And, uh, a student that is, um, passionate about inviting people, especially when they're first coming into the student ministry, sixth, seventh grade, maybe even eighth grade. Um, is going to be somebody that has a little bit more ease at talking to lost friends about Christ when they're in ninth, 10th, and 11th grade. Okay. Um, and so I, I think that, uh, simply put, uh, one strategy that, that students do well at is the inviting aspect. Mm -hmm. And I've seen those students continue that into high school, mm -hmm. and some of them even be being passionate about their, their friends that are lost and and talking to them, having gospel-centered conversations with them okay. um, and things like that. So that's, that's one of the ways. There's always, um, there's always going to be um, people that never get past the invite stage. Right. Um, and we, we want to encourage you know, our students that inviting is a good, a good first step to, to, get over your, your, uh, to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's one of the ways to see the world around them as a mission field, I okay. think is yeah. essentially it. Cool. Yeah. And maybe start a Bible study. If you want to start a Bible study with some friends or, yeah. you know, praying through your class, you know, Absolutely. as you're in class, paying attention. But I mean, you know, like yeah. praying <laughs> for people and things. So Jackie, let me give you the last question. Um, as a parent, so I'm going to kind of go back to parent here. Okay. Um, you're again, various levels, elementary, high school. How can you, or how have you um, encouraged teachers 
you know, so how can folks encourage teachers during this time? Because being a teacher right now, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> you thought being a pastor was hard? Uh-uh, I'm not going to be a teacher. I mean, you know, because they're just, they're, they're, their world's getting tougher, you know, yeah. and so how can we... How can we not be, and you're not one of those parents, like how can you not be the Karens, you know what I mean? But like, how can you, how can you, and you've done it well, but how have you done it and kind of how can you encourage folks to encourage their, their teachers? Sure. So, um, as a stay at home mom for so many years with the kiddos, I had the availability to be, um, everything for my kids when it comes to school, any PTO, volunteer, anything that anybody ever needed, I was always there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the choir teachers from the elementary would call me the, the Marcel Mobile because not only did I pick up and drop off my own kids, I had the other kids as well. Right. So I think just like intentionally being involved is a huge okay. step. Um, to encourage the teachers because uh, then they know that they're not alone right. and that they're walking alongside you as their primary um, teacher yeah. of the children. Um, being available uh, for that. Um, also, um, you know, praying over the teachers, mm-hmm. um, huge, um, knowing that they're, that you're not the Karen, right? right, right. So uh, I, know I was talking to somebody before about um, how teachers you know sometimes you get hey little Johnny did this and from a mindset of a parent little Johnny would never do that (laughs) Uh, have you met little Johnny before (laughs) you know so just having uh, showing grace you know to the teachers and um, being available to 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 receive what they have to say and then you know draw your own conclusion Mm -hmm. not from what your child is saying but from the knowledge that you're gaining um so yeah the biggest thing that i can say is just going alongside the parent Mm -hmm. i mean excuse me the teacher and your child and just supporting them that way and i do have to share um when we were at meet the teacher this last week um lots of kids, lots of activity going on. And I had, um, uh, another parent come to me and she was so excited and she was like, yeah, are you ready for PTO? <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, no, like that was the last thing in my mind that I was doing. It was offering to be on PTO, you right. know, uh, group. But, uh, I went back and I was like, what was I thinking? I'm like, well, I'm, I do. I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> that this is my 12th year at this right, elementary right. school. Yeah. I am tired. Yeah. Now I have the PTOs from each school, but right. for cheer and yeah. for this. choir yeah. and for the, yeah. you know, um, but then I went back and thought, well, wait a second, you know, this potentially is my yeah. uh, mission field. And the fact that I can use PTO as a tool to come alongside the teachers and just give them support and sure. encouragement and stuff like that. Good. So that's my main yeah. so take it, on it. So get involved when you can, mm-hmm. when you're, you know, intentionally get involved, whether PTO or I know sometimes during the year they do various things and, you know, activities. So maybe that way, praying, obviously. Um, I would say when I used to teach, like, anytime a gift card showed up, mm-hmm. that was a good day. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, For a plate sure. of cookies or hey, something like sonic that. Sonic drink. Sonic drink. Yeah, I mean, you know, even as a pastor now, if cookies show up mm-hmm. randomly in my office, hint, hint to our podcast listeners, you know, like, I mean, but, you know, those things, those are practical little ways. It doesn't, I think sometimes we always think like, oh my gosh, there's got to be this big thing I need to do. No, Mm -hmm. just, you know, little, 
little steps can right. can really encourage. And, and so. by that point, they know who I am. They know what church I go to. They know right. where my foundation lies. You yeah. know, you, you go in the school and you have a love and lead shirt on. Right. And that's an opportunity to you yourself, you yeah. know, share. So it, it's fun. Good. All right. Anything else? Concluding thoughts? Yeah, I would say in, in kind of that same thing, give give your teachers, uh, your students, teachers grace. Yeah. Um, they're human beings. Yep. And as we've already talked about, your students are taking in everything that you say about their teacher and mm, they're they're good. they're going to oftentimes treat their teacher the way that you talk about their teacher. That's good. Mm -hmm. And so even when the teacher's not in the room, give the teacher the courtesy of the respect of yeah um of not, they're they're having so much time with your right. your student yeah and so just treat them treat them well right um talk about them well um don't dwell on the negatives because they are they're flawed human beings the right. same as you yeah and so just treat them well and with respect and and hopefully that will instill in your student as well yeah that's yeah. excellent well very good well i appreciate you guys helping out with that. I think that was a good, good discussion. So, and we want to encourage you uh, just to live for Christ where you are uh, on campus, uh, in your home, in your workplace. I think all of the things we talked about today, you can transfer to whatever situation you are living in uh, right now. And we also want to invite you uh, to our, our church on Sunday mornings. Uh, we have in-person worship services at 1030. Uh, and then our life groups are at 9 a.m. Our services are also streamed online at 1030 at our Heights YouTube page, Heights Facebook page. So if you're in our area, we'd love to have you Sunday mornings at 1030 for worship, 9 a.m. for life groups. Also encourage you to click subscribe on our YouTube page, like our Facebook page at Heights Baptist Church. That way you stay up to date on all of our digital content and know what's happening in the life of our church as we desire to come alongside of you and help you take your next step of faith. So until we see each other again, I hope you have a great week and God bless.